If you're looking for Pokemon style Etsy items, Pokemon Pop figures, and so much more, check out the PokeDepartmentStore.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-P-S-T-O-R-E.com for all your Pokemon needs. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is up, everyone? It's me, the Pokemon Cave. We're back for another episode of the podcast. Uh, this week, we got some interesting things going on, uh, as well as a uh, nice little discussion at the end regarding what we think are our strongest Pokemon, in our opinion, and the weakest Pokemon, in our opinion. Uh, but first, let's just jump into... Uh, the fact that people still want to see some new evolutions. Um, now this goes into back in the day of uh, what was it, the Eevee Heroes and was it Fusion Strike? No, I think it was Fusion Strike. Yeah. No, which one? Which one had the Eevees dominant in it? Do you remember? What's it called? The, uh... Oh, Evolving Skies. Yeah, Evolving Skies. Holy crap, I should have known that. Um, But yeah, so when EV Heroes came out in Japan and Evolving Skies here in North America, uh, people were speculating that we would get a new Evolution due to the fact that it revolves around EV and Evolutions. That, of course, didn't happen. We didn't get any new EVs. Um, however, with uh, Scarlet and Violet set to come out uh, later this year, the new Pokemon gen often held or holds the promise of a new uh, evolution form. Uh, fans are curious to see if this, uh, if Eevee will get its first new evolution since Sylveon, uh, but nothing has been said. I mean, it seems like every time a, a new game comes out, people are thinking, "Oh, this is the." This is when we get the new Eevee Lucian. I mean, 
yeah, you can you can hold out hope for that. Um, but what about the other Pokemon? You know, there's hundreds upon hundreds of other Pokemon who also deserve another evolution form. Why can't they get it? Why does Eevee need to have, you know, 60 dif different uh, evolutions? Exactly. I mean, the idea that Eevee's uh, DNA mutates to the point where it can have, at this point, eight different evolutions is a bit crazy. Yeah. If you have... I mean, you have the original three, then you have Leafeon, Glaceon, and then you would have uh, Sylveon. Yep, and uh, and Umbreon. Yep. So it's like, come on. Yeah. That's, uh, I, and I, I, like you were saying, I wouldn't really like hold my breath either, just because it um, it seems that that there was a pattern that fans are picking up on that uh, since Gen One. All even number uh, generations added an evolution. So Gen two, four, and six added new evolutions, whereas Gens three, five, and seven did not. But then Gen eight came out, and they did not add a new evolution. So they might be getting away from it, or surprise everybody here in Gen nine. Yeah, kind of, uh, kind of switch things up for the new, uh, the new versions coming out. Yeah, because so far I guess we've been on a two-gen drought without a new evolution. Yeah, and I'm actually, you know, me personally, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't uh, unleash a new version uh, with EV Heroes and uh, Evolving Skies. They had the chance to. it. That set dominated EV and its evolutions. They could have come out with a brand new one and utilized the whole V and V Max uh, sets as well, um, but again, it didn't quite align with the anime. Uh, the anime, um, you know, going back into the animes, there, Gary got a Ombreon from his uh, Eevee. Uh, May then had her Glaceon in Diamond and Pearl series, and then Serena has Sylveon in the X and Y series. Uh, and then we didn't really get anything until now with the Pokemon Master Journeys, uh, that series, where we now have Chloe. Uh, Chloe has an Eevee, um, that appears to be evolving soon-ish. Um, but it's just, it's an interesting Eevee. It's got, like, I, I want to say, like, weird Mewtwo vibes, you know? The whole, this Eevee was, um... A test subject in a research facility. Uh, apparently, I mean, uh, the site that we we looked at here, um, they go on to say, oh, it couldn't evolve under normal circumstances, i.e., the, the stones. Um, but th they only gave two forms as fire and thunder. You know, they said that they tried to evolve Eevee into Flareon and it failed. They tried to evolve it into Jolteon and it failed. Well, did they try Vaporeon? Did they try Ambion, Sylveon, Leafeon, Glaceon? Did they try any of those? Who knows? Maybe it could evolve into one of those under the right circumstances. You know, um, because those are the types that, well, except for Vaporeon, uh, Vaporeon needs a stone, uh, but the other ones if memory serves me correctly, you don't need a stone. 
Um, well, actually, obviously there isn't a stone to get Glaceon, Leafeon, or um, Umbreon. It's all influenced by the surroundings um, or the environment. I think in order to get Sylveon, it needs to be like extremely loved or something goofy like that. So it's yeah, and like nighttime as well or something. Yeah, nighttime for Umbreon and and stuff like that. So. You know, did they really try everything to get Eevee to evolve? You know, maybe, maybe not. But um, it'd be interesting to see what happens uh, going forward with the um, the anime and the new generation and the new sets that are coming out. Um, who knows? We might actually get a new Eevee form. You know, only time will tell. If you had to entertain it, though, since we're, I, I think we're both in agreement that oh. it's time to kind of put Eevee to bed, what type of, what type of evolution would you like to see? Well, I mean, you've got, you've got, uh, Ambion for nighttime. Maybe do, I mean, it would be silly to do, like, a daytime one kind of like you know how lightning rock or uh, life uh, like rock yeah or live rock or oh my god I can't even pronounce names anymore uh, he's got different forms you know midday dusk and and stuff like that so it'd be kind I have a feeling that they would do something like that under the same format um, because honestly what other option do you have I mean, maybe, you couldn't even do, like, couldn't even do a, a fighting type or a rock type. Well, actually, maybe. Because Eevee is normal. And normal, yeah, normal can... Ground type. Yeah, normal can transition to ground. So maybe do a ground type? Although, that would look kind of funky. I, I couldn't even imagine what... The evolve form would look like. Um, they have everything. I mean, a, I, there was yeah. some saying that maybe a steel type, but oh yeah. I mean, that would be kind of cool. A steel type evolution. Yeah, I think that'd be like the only thing they haven't touched because they do have dark, psychic, um, electric, water, fire, grass, ice. They've pretty much turned over every stone other than ground, rock, and steel type. Yeah. I mean... And like you said, it'd be kind of silly to make it a fighting Eevee, but it's not impossible. You know, an evolution where they get on their hind legs and <laughs> use their front paws as, as arms. A <laughs> boxing Eevee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I... <laughs> I think that's called a hitman or uh Eevee had to learn how to knock a mother effort out. Yeah. <laughs> Goes into a three way battle with uh Hitman Top and Hitman Lee and all that. Nope. <laughs> hands like a straight Dragon Ball Z episode of Pokemon. On this episode of Pokemon Z. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Will Eevee finally evolve into the steel type and save her friends? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I miss the days of of how they did that, like with like different animes. 
It's like, oh, are, are they going to save such and such? It's like, well, if they don't, it's going to be a pretty quick ending to the series. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? <laughs> like, your show's not going to go on from there. Tomorrow, find out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, actually, I think Pokemon even did that, too. Um, yeah. You know, it was like, uh, well, well, Brock, Missy, and Ash get out of the woods and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well... Yeah, because if not, like, where the heck's your anime gonna go? Like, they're not gonna, they're not gonna live in the woods for the rest of their life. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, moving on, we have a. I mean, this is kind of interesting. Um, there was a a slight discussion online as to. Why the TCG has fewer types than the games, um, and even I guess sort of the animes. Um, the games have 18 types of moves and monsters, whereas the TCG only has 11 types of monsters and nine types of energies. Um, now, in my personal opinion, if we had 18 different types of energy cards, I would go insane. Um, cause I have a box of energy cards that I just, I don't know what the heck. I mean, I use a lot of them for like arts and crafts, um, for like doing the back of, uh, frames and stuff like that for the kids. So, I mean, it would be kind of cool to have even more different colors, but I mean, 18 different types of energies, that would be insane. Um, so the difference between the games in the TCG uh, is due to a development of the game and intended audience. Uh, the games have acted like a, a large indie studio existing separate but yet linked to Nintendo. Uh, unlike the TCG where Pokemon was built for kids and minds so mathematics had to be replaced by something. Um, basically disposal to complexities and go more of a rock paper scissors aspect. Um, this was include. Uh, this was done by including more types, mainly uh, grass, fire, water, lightning, psychic, and fighting. Uh, with others being wrapped in, for instance, bug being part of grass, uh, ice being part of water, and ground and rock being part of fighting, uh, and so on. But um, what do you think? I mean, should the TCG or yeah, should the TCG have more types, or do you think there should be less types? And just no, absolutely not. I think they did good with condensing it. You know, it works in a video game aspect, but um, like you said, for a card game, we can have boxes and boxes of energy cards, and like uh, I understand that maybe. Like, we've discussed plenty of times on previous uh, podcasts, you know, Pokemon primarily, when when they evolve as a company or as a product, they do it with children in mind because they already know that us older generations are hooked. They know they have us. So they're always trying to develop things for children, and I think that the card game was probably also tuned more towards children. Yeah. And so that's probably why we saw a big cutback. They're like, well, let's not confuse them or add too much math to the game. Yeah, I mean, so 
they're they're based on the fact of you know unlike other TCGs like the, the quote from the site there um, unlike other TCGs Pokemon was mainly based for children well that's yes that's true however not entirely true in my opinion um, in my personal opinion yeah things like Magic the Gathering I think that is more of a adult based TCG game um, whereas Pokemon is more child based but there's also things like for instance Digimon Digimon was more of a child based TCG not necessarily adult based TCG um, I found that one in particular was pretty simple just like Pokemon it was under the same mechanics um, so you know for them to say oh well this is intended for a kid so we can't make it too complex well I get that but at the same time like generations evolve you know children evolve children get smarter um, so in you know it would have been interesting to see a hybrid version of it you know maybe over the course of decades it evolved into more complex style of game but still simplified enough for your average child to pick it up and go um, mind you they do have the TCG online which um, you can go on there not knowing a lick of anything about Pokemon and it's basically going to throw the uh, Pokemon for Dummies book right at your face and teach you, you know, step by step on how to play it. Um, you know, I I'm probably going to do that at some point because I'm it. I I love Pokemon. I love collecting it. I don't know how to play it. Um, I don't know how to build a deck. I don't know how to utilize the deck. I don't know what to do with the deck if you give it to me. Um, you know, I, I see all these moves that require energies, and it's like, well, uh, okay, I see that they require an energy, but the hell with you, I'm just going to do the move, and you can suck it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, so, and, and that, and, yeah, I mean, and, and my kids do that too, you know, they don't. They don't search their stack of cards for a, a fire energy or water energy or uh, normal type energy. They just sit there and go, okay, well, your Pokemon has 60 health, and this move does 60 health, so I'm going to attack you, and now your Pokemon's dead. Move on. Yep. And, and Sounds like you, good to me. Yep. Yeah, and you know what? It's very, very simple. Point and click, kind of point and shoot kind of thing. And that's what I like. I don't want complexity like my father-in-law wanted me to get into this dice rolling game thing with him it, it, like it includes like 32 dice and all these oh, no. yeah and all these cards and stuff like that and I turned around and said is there a more simpler version he goes well this is a simpler version I'm like no uh, I will show you a simple version of uh, basically two people slap down two cards and, you know, deck it out. Uh, you know, doing all these complex things where you need to, like, YouTube a video on on step-by-step -step guides on how to do it. 
you know, you lost me after two seconds when you said it requires a bag full of 32 dice, <laughs> you know. Um, so, I mean, in a sense, you know, kind of getting to the point there, um, I, I think they, they did a good job at stopping with the amount of energies and stuff that they had. But at the same time, it wouldn't hurt to add one, maybe two of a different energy. Um, for instance, like the new Brilliant Stars set. I mean, yes, you only have like, I think eight or nine cards, but there's like a dragon type, essentially. So, you know, why not include like a dragon energy type thing or you know whatever or help bring back fairy energy I mean I it's nostalgia now for me to open up a pack of cards and see a, a, a fairy type energy in there um, just because it's been removed from the TCG so you know um, there are definitely still fairy type Pokemon that don't need the fairy type energy but it'd be nice to have that energy back. It would, uh, or, uh, yeah. Because I was going to say, like, kind of to touch back on what you had mentioned briefly earlier was, uh, or you had asked me what I thought, and I think we should remove more energies, like, you know, to make it easier. Like you said, it's we love collecting it, and we love Pokemon, but we just don't know how to play, and... That's that they only have 11 energies. It's like, maybe they should just get rid of energy in general. Also, just just get rid of the energies. Yeah, because it's more of a, like, if you think about it, and in my opinion, it's more of just like a filler card for their sets. True, yeah. I mean, actually, yeah. it's funny. Um, I actually had this discussion with my kids uh, maybe about a week ago where I said, you know, Look at a look at an old pack, for instance, like a Wizards of a, of a Coast pack era. When you look at the front of the pack, it says it has ten cards in it. And my daughter goes, "Well, okay, but why does the pack now have eleven cards in it?" And I says, "Because of the energy card." I said, "You actually get more cards now than you did before, but the fact is." I'm pretty sure back then you got a higher chance of getting more Pokemon, like actual monsters, than you do now with the fact of the energy. Because the energy card now takes up a slot. Um, makes the packs th thicker, heavier, and stuff like that. Whereas old packs are lighter, thinner, um, and you only get 10 cards. Nine times out of 10, you... Trainers, yeah, all of them that just take up space. Yeah. So, um, Jesus Murphy, my uncle there is sending me crap on the other Instagram account. <laughs> uh, so, moving forward, um, we've all seen Pokemon variants, um, the. Uh, his way in forms of Growlithe and all of them. 
Um, however, there is a new one that has come out um, that is not official, but seems like it could be considered official if you just read it on a page and didn't know better. Uh, at the same time, it's kind of confusing. Uh, so this guy uh, goes by the name of uh, I underscore found underscore you underscore faker. Uh, yeah, I found you faker. Okay. Um, he decided that he was going to make a scarlet and violet version of Arbok. I don't know why he chose Arbok, but okay, why not, right? Um, so, uh, contrary to the standard Arbok, first introduced with Pokemon Red and Blue back in good old 96, uh, Arbok now trades the camouflage near its head that enables its scary face move for an area that extends around its face that resembles a hood. When I read that, I kind of scratched my head. Um, like many real-world real snakes, Arbok's head is normally smooth as it jets forward from its Cobra form. Uh, but the... I found you fakers Arbok has a tip above its head, which further adds to its hooded appearance. Um, okay, uh, other than the tip, which leads to this Arbok's regional variant. Uh, oh, yeah, it, it leads to a regional variant orange ponytail. I didn't think to see. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is so cringy. Yeah. Show me a snake that has freaking hair, let alone a ponytail. Jeez, Murphy. Oh, uh, the shape. Some of these, some of these variants look so dorky that I could see them doing it. I mean, yeah. I mean, look at Growlithe. Okay, so I hate Growlithe. yeah, Jesus the, Lord. the the new variant of Growlithe just looks like a dog that hasn't been shaved in decades. Like for. Pete's sake, like you could have made it so much better, but then again, so much cooler. There's so much to do with that character to just put bangs on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so going going to this atrocity of a of a Arbok, uh, and the the picture of this crazy thing is going to be the clip art for this podcast, so you can cringe with us as well. Uh, the shape. Yeah, my eyes get burning looking at this thing. Oh, I know. It's there's a lot to take in. It's one of those things where the more you look, the more it looks bad. I love the skirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It looks like uh, oh, like an old English, like eighteen hundred military uniform. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Um, yeah. So the the shape of the snake is unchanged. Thank God. Uh, beyond a frilly collar and what appears to be an armor for its body, hence the 18th uh, century kind of weird crap. Uh, th- yeah, this thing looks like a freaking English knight. Like, I, I, I'm not going to lie. It's a poison steel type variant. They added steel to this thing. Uh, it's all gray. It's uh, purple and it's orange. Um, it's got a Looks like a, fr- honestly, the ponytail looks like a Pidgeot ponytail. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, when I first saw that, it looked like a freaking ponytail or um, Pidgeot. Um, and then the greatest thing, uh, it's got a sword on the end of its tail. Because why the hell not, right? Let's let's give a Pokemon a sword. Uh, and they took inspiration for that based on the Zykan uh, and Zamazenta, you know, sword and shield thing. Uh, I guess they didn't really want to give it a shield, so they gave it a sword for some odd reason. So, yeah, this thing, this thing's scary looking. I mean, if I saw this in a Pokemon game, I would probably piss myself laughing. Um, just because it's, it is horrible looking. <laughs> um... The more I stare at it, the more it kind of grows on me, but yeah, he's not it, man. Uh, I mean, it's something. It, it really is something. I hope... I oh. a lot. Yeah. I mean, okay, so... Oh, if I'm going to pick apart this. Get rid of the sword. Get rid of the stupid ponytail and get rid of the skirt. Yep. And it would be half decent. You know, I, I'm fine with the color. Let's let's keep the color. Just because instead of a sword, do like a viper type snake. So viper's tail it looks like a blade. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, why not make the actual tail a blade rather than it? Looking like it's Turn actually it holding, yeah. Like it looks like it's actually holding a sword that it found on the road or something. Like it, like it stuck its tail's tip inside of a sword. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like a sword handle inside a sword handle. Yeah, it's just it. There's so much wrong with this. Wow, what a fool! He really missed a chance to just make a viper tail. Yeah. Oh, oh well. He thought too hard. He thought too hard. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, and finally, last but not least, we're going to get into a little discussion about, <clears throat> in our opinion, what is the top five weakest Pokemon and the top five strongest Pokemon. Um, maybe uh. I'll, I'll I'll I'll, just, I'll say my weakest, and then you can go with your weakest, and then we'll go with our our strongest. Let's do it. Um. So in no <clears throat> in no particular order, I just wrote down five uh, weak Pokemon that I figure I truly Are think. Are we doing it based on anime or <clears throat> game? Um. It can be based on either. Overall. Yeah. Overall. Okay. Um. So number one, and again, in no particular particular order uh i chose magikarp uh magikarp is oh, yeah. it, it, he's useless uh you know in the games he knows splash in the anime he basically splash um he he's basically a human pincushion until he evolves into gyarados um you know he's it's just one of those like whenever i had a magikarp especially in the games Thank God I had like things like experience share 
so that I could just stick Magikarp in the bottom of my party, let my other Pokemon fight, and then just suck experience into Magikarp to evolve it. Because it's it's useless. Um, it's useless until it evolves into Gyarados, in my opinion. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, second Pokemon I picked was Metapod. Um, and it goes back into the first season of the Pokemon anime uh, where Ash and that bug catcher Pokemon trainer are battling their Metapods together and using nothing but Harden. Um, I mean, that was... Oh, yeah, that, that episode was so cringy. Like, I... I rewatched that with my kids, and even my daughter just kind of walked away from it. Like, she got bored, and I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I walked away from it, too, when I was your age. Like, it, it was stupid. <laughs> um, but it really doesn't do anything. I think in the games, it can learn some moves, but I'm not even sure. Um, just not entirely too sure about that. Um, third, I picked Shuckle. Uh, Shuckle's extremely slow. He's stupid. Move sets are relatively lackluster. Um, he's basically just the moron of the Pokemon world, in my opinion. Um, hell, there's even YouTube videos everywhere that make fun of Shuckle. Um, it, it just, it goes on and on. <clears throat> uh, number four, I picked Psyduck. And you may be wondering, well, why would I pick Psyduck? Um, again, he's relatively useless unless you give him a major headache. You know, like, unless he has a raging headache, he's relatively useless. I mean, yes, he has, you know, water gun and stuff like that. He can learn those moves. But unless you give him, again, a raging headache, he can't unleash his full potential. He's basically just the Ralph Wiggum of the Pokemon world. Um, you know, and so there's so many freaking ways around it. You could just crit hit him, uh, both in the anime and in the Pokemon game, and <clears throat> take away the ability for him to have that raging headache to use his psychic moves. Um... And finally, number five, I picked Eevee. Uh, yes. e Eevee is one of those useless Pokemon that you have just to get to a better Pokemon, i.e. just like Magikarp. Um, the only difference is at least Eevee can do something opposed to Magikarp. Um, you know, movesets are not that great, but they're not as terrible as some other Pokemon in the world. But you're basically using Eevee to get to a better version of himself, um, just like you would a Magikarp. So, those are the my my five weakest Pokemon that I, I decided to pick. Sweet. Uh, and, I, and I agree with each one that you picked. There was a couple where you made me scramble to choose another because you took some... <laughs> I mean, it's, but it's true. I mean, they're just, you know, when you think weakness, it's some of the first ones to pop in your mind. Yeah. Uh, so here's my list. Mine is primarily based on um, 
uh, video games, but also cartoons as well. I think would also folks would agree. Um, my first is Hopip. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, the grass flying type. Um, video game wise, it just has some of the worst stats. Like you can level it up, and its attack will go three or four levels before it goes up even one. It's just a big fat zero. You can go up level five zero on your attack. Go up another level zero on your attack. Zero on your attack. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing, dude? <laughs> so, you know. And then um, there was like, uh, what was it called? The um, the mystery dungeon games. There was a story once where Hopip got taken away by the wind, so we had to go save him just because the wind parent took him away because he's too light. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? That's, yeah, you're no good, homie. <laughs> My second one is Meryl. Oh, really? You know, in cartoons, Meryl's kind of seen as a bully, you know? But yeah. he's another one of those that just has terrible stats. He gets no love. I don't know if that's a creator thing or just, like, laziness on their part um, for, you know, but I, because, I, like, you know, just like you, you know, when, when I think cartoons, I'm like, well, Meryl's kind of, you know, he's always, like, going at it with Squirtle. I feel like there was the beginning um, little cartoon in the Pokemon movie where the water Pokemon are kind of going at it, and you got Meryl there, you know, being one of the lead bullies, but... You know, when you think about it, there was never really an episode where it showed Meryl in battle. Yeah. And I think the Pokemon games definitely backed that up as well because his stats are just, you know, defense-wise, are not, are not good. Yeah, I mean, um, oh, God, what's his name? Casey. Uh, Casey had Meryl in the anime. Uh, and even then, I think he, I think he only used Meryl at best a couple times and again you didn't get to see the full potential of it nope cause he doesn't have it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number three I chose uh, Zubat oh okay other than Leech Life which most Pokemon really aren't affected by bug type moves yeah and you know uh, the Sonic whatever to confuse you oh Supersonic yes yeah, yeah. Sonic. You know, you got Supersonic and Leash Life. It takes it a good minute to get wing attack, so, you know, and, 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 you know, video game lore, it's a very difficult Pokemon to train. You have to pretty much just go back to the very beginning and whoop on level 2 Pokemon with a level 18 Zubat because <laughs> anyone his own size, their own level is, is running through him. Yeah. His moveset's very limited, and it's just a very small Pokemon, and, uh, most can associate it with Team Rocket, which are not very good battle battle trainers. Yeah, I mean, it was always a choke to face Team Rocket um, until you got to like not even the captains or anything, but like Giovanni and Giovanni. the other and the other leaders. That's when you actually had to like stop and kind of kind of focus, but not really. Um, it seemed like. The Team Rocket people that you fought in the games were just uh, a slight inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> they were experience, nothing more. Yeah. Um, number four, I chose Togepi. Ooh. And he's mainly based on his 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 uh his cartoon. Like, yeah, I know there was you know, there was times where 
he uh, he did his thing, but for the most part, he was just a crybaby. Yeah. He got protected and carried by the entire squad. Yeah. Now, mind you, I mean, Togepi is one of those baby Pokemon, right? Uh, yeah. It, it, it was like the OG baby Pokemon before they fully released the actual baby that. Pokemon. Because uh, apparently there is a version below Togepi. Um, Togepi? Yeah. Yeah, so it goes... Uh, to- Togepi something, I think. Then it goes Togepi and then Togekiss. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, which I don't... I don't understand how the hell that works because Togepi is an egg Pokemon. How can you have another... Less, yeah, how can you have something before an egg? <laughs> I mean, I, I, that doesn't make sense. Like, Yeah, and so, you know, that's... Re- and really, pretty much, like, you hit it right in the head. The fact that he is an egg, you know, I just kind of associate an egg as very... Uh, very weak, you know, something that you got to be gentle with. You know, it's not something that I consider sturdy or, or strong in any sense. Yeah. So his design really gave him a lot of, you know, bad points. Yeah. He's cute, though. He's cute. No oh, of course. That. I mean, and... and uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, so, like, you mentioned, you know, when, he, when Togepi does his things, like, essentially, yeah, all, all it has is metronome. It's essentially all it has. Um, but even then, metronome can be anything. It can be any kind of move. But it's... I think e- even in the anime, Togepi only used that move maybe two or three times in the entirety. So... Yeah, mostly he re- he, re- he just kind of c- curled up and, uh, and balled out. Yep. <laughs> um, and then number five, I went kind of like... Uh, I just chose, like, in my opinion, the weakest legendary out there, and I chose unknown for that. Yeah, yeah, I was, you know, I was looking they, at unknowns. They, they got their sign with Entei and the legendary dogs, but other than that, they are a very just dorky, useless legendary, or you know, uh, what are they called? What's you? You're the one that told me that it's legendary and. Oh, mythical, mythical, mythical yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, they're one of the you know one of the more useless ones in my opinion. Yeah, I mean it's only got hidden power um, essentially, um, and even that like it's it's hit or miss on whether or not it actually does anything uh, in the games. And notice how I didn't go above Gen three on my list. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, so when we get to the strongest Pokemon here, you're gonna you're gonna notice that with me. Um, actually, well, even then, like Met- uh, Magikarp, Metapod, Psyduck, and Eevee—they're all Gen One. Shuckle is what Gen Two, I believe. Yeah, Gen yeah. Two. So yeah, I mean, I didn't go above Gen One, Gen Two either. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> it just gets a whole lot worse with my strongest Pokemon. <laughs> Uh, I didn't even. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even. Uh, I I didn't even scratch Gen One technically. Uh, well, man, the jury is still out for number one. I considered my number one Pokemon Gen One. Some people say it's Gen Two because of the Pokedex entry, 
my first Pokemon that I picked was Mew. Uh, obviously, Mew is 151 in the Pokedex. So that would technically make it Gen 2. But theoretically, I'm going to count it as Gen 1 because, I mean, you have Mewtwo, you have Mew. Um, you know, I don't give a crap about one extra number. Um, you know, in, in my world, there's 151 original Pokemon, not 150. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I picked Mew because Mew is the best of both worlds. <clears throat> it's extremely cute, but it's ex extreme badass. You know, it'll, yes. it'll look cute while it beats the living crap out of you. I don't even think that did. I don't even think Mew hit fifty percent in Pokemon the first movie. That dude was oh, joking around the whole time. Not even, yeah, not even. He didn't even hit like fifty percent of his power at all. He was laughing at Mew too, like, "Bro, you're so serious," and I'm over here just. Well, like, actually, it, it was literally laughing at Mewtwo at one point. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, you know, it was it was bouncing around in that little force field that it had. It was like, it, it was a joke. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> Um, the second Pokemon, I picked Mewtwo, um, because I mean it's it's relatively it's yeah I mean it's it's relatively even matched with Mew to a sense. Um, I do think Mew is much much stronger than Mewtwo, but Mewtwo again is the best of both worlds. It's got the intelligence of human life mixed with the intelligence of Pokemon life. It can coordinate in a Pokemon sense while understanding the human sense. Um, <clears throat> so I, f I see it as it goes into battle. It can figure out what the Pokemon is going to do, but it can also analyze what the trainer is going to make his Pokemon or her Pokemon do. Uh, so it has a better understanding of the concept of battle um, to come out on top. Um, and you never really see Mewtwo lose. I mean, it didn't necessarily lose in Pokemon the first movie. It kind of just realized that it was being an asshole and changed its ways, essentially. Um, even... Actually, even in Detective Pikachu, the movie, it pulled the same kind of thing it kind of realized what it was doing well, to a sense uh, I mean it did do a bit of a dick move and take over that guy's body at one point um, but then again he took over Pokemon's bodies in the first Pokemon movie anyway so it's kind of a his trademark thing uh, number three I picked Alakazam um, like you know, it's it's a very, very tough psychic Pokemon um, compared to, you know, Abra and Kadabra. I think Kadabra is strong. Abra was completely useless. But Alakazam seems to be that top-tier psychic type. Um, I don't think there's many psychic types out there that could necessarily compete with Alakazam. Um... Well, the legendaries, no way. Yeah, except for legendaries, and you know, again, I mean, you could throw Psyduck into the into that ring, but you would basically have to give it a full on concussion 
in order for it to be even <laughs> remotely matched against an Alkazam. Um, but yeah, I, I think I don't think there's many Pokemon that match up to Alkazam as far as just pure telekinetic uh, abilities, unless you're talking uh, legendaries. Um, number four, I went with Ditto. Um, yeah, you know that's that's kind of a given. You know, it can literally copy any Pokemon. So theoretically, it can technically be the strongest Pokemon. Uh, it can copy the characteristics. It can copy moves. Um, it can literally become unstoppable if it really wanted to. Uh, you know, I'm I'm quite surprised that we haven't seen more of Ditto actually. Um, yeah. You know, has he ever been an anime taken the form of a, a legendary or something like that? Yeah, I mean, what's stopping? I mean, it would have been freaking hilarious to see a Ditto transform into a Rayquaza and go head to head against Rayquaza. I mean, that that would have been hilarious seeing a freaking exactly. a BDI Rayquaza. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, like, Ditto is just, it's strong because it's a blank slate. It can do almost anything. And that's what's really great about it. Uh, and number five, uh, should come as no surprise to what I'm into, but, of course, I picked Gengar. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. he's good. Yeah, I mean, you know, go figure, I picked one of the ghastly evolutions. I basically surround myself in Ghastlies and Haunters Blood and Gengars. and Shadow Ball for victory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so like Shadow Ball, freaking killer move. Um, and then, you know, going back to our last podcast, in the Japanese anime, it freaking swallowed a Lucario and then spit it out as a KO. Yeah, Lucario is a very respected Pokemon. He's like, gotten a lot of screen time with a lot of feet. Yeah, like, how many Pokemon can you think of that can physically swallow a Pokemon, spit it back out, and go, okay, I'm done with you. You're knocked out. Like, there's not many. <laughs> and and doing yeah. it while it's coming down from a Gigantamax. So, I mean, yeah, like, Gengar is just a top-notch, amazingly tough Pokemon. But again, it's also got the, you know, funny aspect, not necessarily cute aspect, but funny aspect to it. You know, it's a joking prankster-type Pokemon, but at the same time, it can beat the living snot out of you. So, those are the, yeah. the five types that I picked. But, um, I mean, yeah, like, I, I think by far, if I had to pick a couple of them out of those five, like, it would be a pretty good matchup between, like, Mew, Alkazam, and Gengar. Oh, for sure. And, I mean, you just, you can't go wrong with it. I think we could all agree, as Pokemon fans, that Gen 1 has some of the biggest hitters in the genre. You know, it's just there's no denying it. The originals were 
all just perfectly designed because I don't think they thought it was going to blow up the way it did. And these creators and designers don't have as much time as they, they the first team had. You know, the Pokemon types and their designs, their abilities are are probably the best in Generation 1. Oh, by far, yeah. Um, so I'm glad you showed them love because I kind of gave love to some of the other generations on my list. Oh, well, at least... At least someone picked some other generations except for just Gen 1 and Gen 2. <laughs> um, so I guess uh, to start off my list, I chose as a legendary Z-Chrom. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, the black and white. You know, I just... I, well, dragons are always... You know, we've always had them. But I, I like the idea of uh, adding... Um, another type to them to them you know I, I think uh what is it um kingdra kingdra does it does it retain its water type in the games uh i think kingdra does and, you know it might have been one of the first but then you know zekrom you know just the electric um the electric dragon type i just i was like yo that's that's legitimate and in the games he's once you get him, it's pretty much game over for the Elite Four, Outrage and Thunderbolt all the way. Oh, of course. Um, and number two, I chose Tyranitar. Ooh, okay, yeah. And, you know, I honestly think that Tyranitar is one of the few non-legendaries that can keep up with a legendary or mythical if it needed to. Like, if it really needed to, with a really good trainer, I really think Tyranitar could hold its own. It's, you know, every time it showed up in the anime, it's kind of been like a protagonist, or an antagonist, you know, kind of a bad guy, or a grumpy mother, or, you know, just a Pokemon you stay away from, a Pokemon you avoid at all costs, and one that you see very, very few trainers with, in my opinion, that's something that Mewtwo would respect, you know, because Mewtwo's whole thing was, look at you guys, you make me sick. Yeah. yeah. You're all hanging out in these Pokeballs, and you let these people tell you what to do. Tyranitar is a very rare Pokemon. I don't think, I don't know any trainer personally, I can't name one, that has them. No, I, uh, I can't think of any either. You know, so I think, you know, he's done a really good job with his personal lore as being an untamable Pokemon. Yeah, by far. I mean... Um, number three, I chose Agron. Ooh. Yeah, I just... That's, I really okay. love Agron. I mean... That's an interesting when, when, one. When you see Aeron, you don't think... that I was like, what is this little guy getting evolved into? And then you get... Larion, and you're like, whoa, okay, this guy's really cool, and then boom, you, you know, you don't think you can get any better than Laron, and bam, here comes Agron, the dude starts standing up, has horns, big old tail, armor, <laughs> you know, his his moveset, yeah, if you, because you can hit him with an earthquake, which is super effective to both steel and rock, and that guy's still going to take it. Yep, oh, exactly. You know, and I'm just like, that's the, that's the best you could hit him with, because you can hit him with water, but it's only going to affect the rock and not the steel. You can hit him with fire, it's only going to hit the steel, not the rock. Like, legitimately, the ground-type move is the only thing that is, you know, super effective to both his abilities, and he will still take the hit. 
it won't, you know, it's not a guaranteed KO even if you hit him with an earthquake. Yeah, I mean, he is definitely one of those Pokemon where not one move fits all kind of thing to battle against it. Yep. I mean, I guess fighting types too, but like I said, he's, his defense is usually pretty up there that he takes a hit to where you're at least going to get hit back. And in my opinion, that, that determines strength as a Pokemon that can take a hit but also give one. Yeah. And I'm at, now that I'm looking at my list, I think I'm a rock-type trainer at heart because <laughs> my fourth Pokemon is Rampardos. Oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I just, I mean, if I have to be honest with myself, even though the original cartoon is you know near and dear to my heart, I really enjoyed the Sinnoh League and the way they told the story, the animation. I think, you know, you and I had a private discussion once on how I really like Paul, the character. Yeah, yep. You know, I just, I really enjoyed the Sinnoh League. I watched a lot of that cartoon growing up, you know. Um, just the whole Chimchar and, and, and Turtwig and Torterra and the Rampardos versus Bastiodon, just all of it. Oh, and yeah. the one thing that sticks to me is Rampardos' um, Zen Headbutt mm. when they first introduced that move. And I was like, yo... This guy, this guy's got some power, you know, even though he's just a rock type or a rock ground type, the, the Zen headbutt completely opens up what he can do because it's a psychic move, you know, you're thinking you're going to get this brute force guy who can only deliver rock slide and an earthquake and maybe some rock tomb and then you get hit with a psychic Zen headbutt, which is uh, based on your attack and not your special attack, so... Someone like Rampardos, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Holy crap! Yeah, he's the pure attack-based uh, Pokemon. And uh, my fifth one, I went with uh, Rayquaza, so another <laughs> dragon type. Yep. I mean, yeah, Rayquaza, he's he's up there. You know, he's a uh, he's a big boy that tamed two other legendary Pokemon. He told Groudon and uh, Kyogre to cut it out. Pretty much saved the Pokemon world from drowning or catching on fire. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually. So, uh, I, I really, I really hold Rayquaza up there, and I'm also still very salty from a Pokemon battle me and my friend had when we were in grade school. I mean, when you know how difficult it was back in the day having to get the link cable and hooking it up to your Game Boys. Oh, my God, yeah. So, when you get smacked around the way my friend did, and he warned me, too. He's like, I'm going to bring Rayquaza. And so, me being a dick, I, I stacked up on Articuno and Lapras, and, dude, his Rayquaza ran through my entire sixth team. Yup. I, I stacked up on Pokemon that were supposed to beat Dragon-types, and he beat every last one. Yeah, I don't know it's... if he EV trained or what he did, but I'm like, yo, I didn't know Rayquaza was that good. Like, I'm like, I don't even know what I could have used. Like, I don't even know if another Rayquaza would have beat his Rayquaza. His Rayquaza was that well-trained. Yeah, Rayquaza is like, it's one of those dragon types that it almost acts like it's not a dragon type just because it's what you think will take out a dragon. Does he even scratch the surface when going up against Rayquaza? At all. <laughs> so, I will always hold that defeat, that scar of defeat, 
because, oh man, it was bad. He beat me so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but when I think strong Pokemon, I am salty to admit that Rayquaza is a strong Pokemon. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised neither of us picked uh, Eternius. I mean, Eternius is another one that would match up against Rayquaza. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's really good, too. Yeah. Well, uh, that does it for us today. We're uh, coming up to our one-hour mark. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening and uh, for uh, switching over to uh, Acast. Uh, so far, it's been relatively good. Uh, still, still, of course, working on some minor um, issues here and there. Um you know, mostly on our end, uh, with setting stuff up. Uh, it's good to see that um, listeners are starting to come back over to us and, and whatnot. Um, the platform itself looks to be holding up really well. Uh, and hopefully we'll have a better understanding of exactly uh, listener base and whatnot uh, within the coming weeks or so, or hopefully next couple weeks. Um if there's anywhere that the podcast isn't going to um i'll try and look into that uh right now as far as i know it definitely is on spotify uh and online i'm not entirely sure about google um but i'm i know it's on apple for a fact because uh, i had to actually search my apple uh version of the podcast in order to set up a cast uh, so that's a good thing. At least it's on Apple and Spotify. Uh, but, you know, I'm slowly working through to make sure that our podcast can be reached everywhere. Um, just looking at the location so far, um, primarily a lot of American listeners uh, right now. We've got uh, some people over in Belgium and India, of all places, uh, as well. Uh, so that's yeah. Kind of, yeah. Hell, hell yeah, boys! Keep listening. Thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, we did have uh, some female listeners, so that's really great. You know, it's always good to to have uh, a mix of uh, listeners, both males and females. Um, if you're listening to this podcast uh, in Spotify, by the looks of it. If I remember correctly, for some odd reason, again, Apple Podcasts has stuck our podcast under leisure. Um, and at this time, I still don't know how to change that. Um, I might actually have to speak to a representative from Apple in order to figure that one out. Um, but in the meantime, uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, I'll put our links in the description below of the, uh, the podcast here. Uh, go on there. You can find the podcast under my link tree, of course. Um, although I think that one's linked to my um, Anchor FM, so I have to I'll have to switch that. Um, actually, by the end of today, this is uh, Saturday the twenty sixth, uh, about eleven o'clock at night. Probably within the next hour, I'll have that switched over to our uh, website our ACAST website, so you can go on there, and it's actually got 
every single episode of the podcast, uh, straight through season two and season one. Uh, season two is mostly this stuff, you know, me speaking with uh, a couple people, and then me and uh, my co-host here. Uh, season one is mostly uh, me being solo, discussing things that were kind of messed up in the Pokemon anime. Um, of course, you know, give the older stuff a listen, but of course, definitely give the newer stuff a listen uh, and give feedback. You can reach either one of us uh, through Instagram. Uh, you know, tell us what works, what doesn't work. We love the feedback and we love to, to work on things and make this thing really great. So, with that being said, I'm Pokeman Cave. It's my perfect mobile. Yeah. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Take care, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.